0: It's ready. Are we? Are we live? All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It is a crazy day in the crypto markets. Um, Let's just pull up uh, my screen right now. Uh, that's the main thing that all of you are tuning in for, right? The like Bitcoin continues its free fall. Uh, you look at the chart and it doesn't look great. It looks like what those day traders call a head and shoulders. Uh, what I just kind of ignore what the chart looks like and just kind of think about, you know, where we are in terms of how much we're accumulating and if we still believe in the long-term play. But other than that, let's start out and quickly, quickly run through, um, just like the top news for the stock market, because you know, we are mainly a stock market channel, although we are crypto, uh, we know a lot about crypto here too. So, um, kind of going into the market data, and this will allow folks to kind of trickle in as well. Uh, The markets are pretty mixed today, right? The Dow is underperforming the NASDAQ, but it's basically a flat day. The S&P is flat, the NASDAQ is flat. Uh, The one thing to call out is that the Japanese stock market continues its rip from yesterday, and it's you know it it definitely bounced back from its its lows Um, i don't know much about the japanese stock market i don't really follow it very closely but for those of you in asia that own some japanese stocks like uh i don't know toyota or something uh you may want to you might care about that Um, but just generally the market is pausing ahead of the fed speakers this week Uh, just as a reminder we have a lot of fed speakers starting today and tomorrow and through thursday and what the market will be looking forward to is just little hints about fed policy and monetary policy in response to the whole narrative as we've heard for seemingly months is inflation here to stay is it transitory one thing that i will call out is you know i think that i can point to a lot of reasons why some of this is transitory inflation but oh hey tom nash in the chat again welcome back man love having you thank you so much for joining Um, but I do like how, uh, you can, you can definitely justify how a lot of this inflation is transitory, but one of the theories that I actually find interesting, or you can just find interesting about inflation is, uh, that, uh, yeah, you can just flip it back to me. Um, uh, one of the interesting theories about inflation that I have right now that is piquing my interest is that we may be ahead and just before a period of of transferring for, of wealth from capital to labor. This is something that I've been um, really calling out for since I really started the channel. It's been a concern of mine for honestly years that, um, that when rates are low and we go through a, a period of time of Fed funds rate, okay, you can flip it to me. Uh, effective funds, Fed's funds rate, right? When you go through a period of time where it's a internet revolution Right. it's an information age revolution, so there's a lot of, um, I guess, messiness in the labor markets where skills are becoming more and more uh, outdated. And you know, economists used to say, "Oh, well, they'll just learn to code." Right, that's the joke. Right, that you know, people in rural like Pennsylvania will learn to code, which obviously, you know, life is messier than than an equation. Um, but Furthermore, layered on top of that, you have a period of time where rates are going down and down and down, and money printing goes up and up and up, and there is, you know, stability reasons why the government bailed out uh, banks in the Great Financial Crisis, and you have this like continuing downtrend of rates, therefore uh, continuing inflation, or I guess upward valuation of assets and who owns assets. Right. One of the stats like, uh, that like, you know, 90 plus percent of all stocks, uh, owned, uh, by households were owned by like the top some X percent. I, for, I, I don't want to quote like the exact numbers, but that was something that I, I learned like in the mid 2000s. I'm not sure what the, the recent one after the Robin Hood wave is, but basically the vast majority of household stocks and real estate and all that stuff is owned by the top, uh, at least decile of America. So the people that own assets get richer and richer and richer. The people that are working class, and, and I had this theory that I put up on Twitter, so if you don't follow me on Twitter, go check out, I had this long thread about my theory about the gravity of money. And it, it's the basic thought process is like a Chipotle burrito costs the same for Grace, costs the same for Jacob, it costs the same for me, costs the same for you. Um, so you like those that are working can't save as much when they have a lower income because they have to escape that gravity of just living. Right? There's just a gravity of living expenses that is the same for you and me. I'll um, add to say, I think there's been a widening, uh, I mean, there's a whole host of reasons, which, which is why like, academics aren't the best at like, prognosticating about where exactly like, the macro trends are gonna go because there's an infinite amount, infinite amount of inputs. But so another one is right, the outsourcing of manufacturing, which was one of the backbones of, of the US middle class uh, that didn't get a college degree. Um, so I, all that to say, right, hollowing out middle class uh, increasingly separated wealth gap, right? Increasing increasing wealth gap. And we're in this period of time where right now, uh, and obviously that leads to like civil unrest and all that stuff, which we don't get to in this channel. We're, we're like a markets channel. Um, but I think the, the theory that brings me all to now with the, where the theory that I've heard and I've read is what if, because companies cannot be cannot get their workers back because of this pandemic and people's household savings and the household income has actually increased through the pandemic. The average household savings and income has increased through the pandemic because, you know, unemployment enhanced unemployment, all this other stuff, right? And in order like you're seeing companies increase wages by 40% just to get people back to work and it's still not really working. So You know, there's a part of me as just like, just a general American that's seen a wealth gap divide just widen and widen and widen. Like maybe this is a correction to, uh, and we've seen flat real labor growth, right? There's been real no real labor growth, wage growth, over the past like couple decades. So is this the time where we catch up on that? And I think it would be really good. Um, Cool, so, Tom is saying, "Do my own research on Palantir." Well, we did our research on Palantir yesterday, so uh, you know you're the Palantir expert here for sure, and I I, I will admit that. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that that's what I think. That's I think that's like what I wanted to say about just the markets. The markets are a little bit boring, and they're pausing ahead of all this all this data. Um, other things, you know, chip shortage, or lots of sor- sh- we've been talking about all this stuff on the channel. Go go back and we talk about it. the main thing we want to call out today is are we headed to another bear market? Are we headed to another bear market? China seems to be uh, really serious this time about banning crypto. They, like, you just kind of look at, let's go to CoinDesk and see what they have to say. Um, yeah, Bitcoin has now broken $30,000, which is a, a really big uh, mental block here, or a mental support, I guess for, for those of you that, that like pay attention to the technicals Uh, and it's all because like the People's bank of China wants to crack down on something that is non-sovereign, uncontrollable third party. Bitcoin is freedom of money. Right. And I'm out, I'm going to like, as someone who I guess in a previous life was a little bit more libertarian. I still believe the fact that like, money should be free. And this network represents the opportunity of, for people to own back their money that won't be devalued by incessant money printing, uh, spending limits, uh, confiscation by a sovereign uh, government. But, you know, you don't need to be all philosophical and philosophically bought in to think that the risk reward trade on Bitcoin is good. What we talked about yesterday, and I won't go as deeply into it, is I actually think that China being against Bitcoin will hurt very much in the short term. And this by short term, um, you can flip back to me. Uh, In the short term, I think, I mean, possibly like in the next three years, or maybe even next five years, this'll hurt because the marginal Chinese buyer cannot cannot buy because they're banning all uh, financial institutions from offering crypto services. They're like banning mining. This is all very short-term bad for Bitcoin. But if Bitcoin, what we call, who for those of us that have been in the industry for a while, what we call the honey badger, survives, it only proves the point of why we need a non-sovereignly controlled monetary network a third a, a third party option i'm not saying that bitcoin will ever be the reserve currency but i'm saying that at least it could be a non-sovereign third party option so if china says because they're an autocratic state right they're going to say what if, okay you can only buy and sell with our economy in uh, yuan digital yuan digital renminbi and australia is like hell no i mean we only, we only trade in dollars because that's the world's reserve currency you know th- the fact that china is doing this only kind of exacerbates how how untrustworthy they are to another state or another actor that is not part of their economy or not part of the ccp so if you think that, like, that's the case, long-term, it might actually help the Bitcoin network and crypto. Also, furthermore, right, Ethereum doesn't really have as much to do with, uh, like, being a world reserve currency. Ethereum has something to do with, like, being a decentralized, you know, smart contract network. Um, you know, and then there are a lot of different projects that have really nothing to do with, with China and their control over their own yuan. But as we've talked about on this channel, again, crypto follows Big Daddy, the on-ramp, which is the digital reserve asset that is native to the internet, which is Bitcoin. So that's that. Um, What I want to do today, do we have people on the chat? Let me me check. Um, Okay, we got 650. What I wanna do today is first of all, if I get enough likes, if for every 500 likes I get on this, on this live stream, I want to. Um, I'm gonna buy five grand of Bitcoin. Buy the dip, baby. Buy the dip. I, I just made that number up. Uh, so we have like 116 likes and 700 viewers. Every 500, I will buy $10 of Bitcoin for every like. How about that? Right now, in front of you. I'm gonna max out at like 15K. Hey, I'm not like a natural YouTuber, you guys know that, but uh, hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you so much for being here. First of all, thank you so much. Appreciate you all. I just, you guys are my internet friends. And also real world friends. I met two RoIC members at the Bitcoin conference and gave them both hugs. Um, and I'll show you, hold on. I will show you. Here's my BlockFi account. I already funded it this morning in anticipation. And uh, yeah, so what where is this? So we have like six grand of US dollars here. And let's see if we can get the likes up, guys. And this is what Bitcoin is doing now. How much cash? Oh, I got 10 grand in this one. Okay. I have a lot of accounts because I'm, I've started getting into Bitcoin during the days of Mt. Gox. So my distrust for any one institution is more than an average person getting into crypto right now but I do trust Coinbase. I'm very close with the, the BlockFi team. I love BlockFi. Um, you can see here, I've only ever, I only really put in like 13 grand worth and I've already gotten like 285 bucks of, of interest, which is really good. I'm not, I would say I'm not, you know, can you show my screen? I'm not like uh, someone who's super risk tolerant in the DeFi lending space that I'm gonna go to Celsius for the top Rates, but to me, eight point six percent on your dollar on your U.S. dollar coin is like pretty darn good, and and it's like good enough for a team that I know is like managed. The financial risk side of this team is managed by like the former head of of, of risk uh, at J.P. Morgan Chase, um, I, I believe it's J.P. Morgan Chase, or no, no, sorry, it's Bank of America. And then I know they're hiring more risk officers. So, I, I mean, they come from Wall Street, which is like something that I'm a little bit more um comfortable with. And then obviously I've been on Pro.coinbase since the very beginning. Um and for those of you that want to do coin- Coinbase, I would go to Pro.coinbase because the fees are like a fraction of the cost. Never use Coinbase Coinbase Normal. Coinbase normal, like they charge you like six percent fees. And Coinbase Pro I said this like when I, I remember let me sh- see if I can I was gonna ask you what's
1: the pricing for Pro?
0: Like uh, it's like I mean? half a basis point per trade. Oh, okay. Or sorry, sorry, half a percent per se. so 50 okay. basis points. Okay. Um, yeah, is there any questions before we do this? Okay, so right now we have 362 likes, and that implies that I'm buying how much? 36, 3,600 Bitcoin, dollars worth of Bitcoin. Again, $10 for every like. So every like you, you, you post, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy. T- I'm oh gonna God, buy this ten can bucks get out the- of hand, man. I- I'm capping at fifteen hundred because. Okay. Well, no, I'm gonna cap it at at uh. So I have ten grand here, and I have fifty-eight hundred. So I'm gonna cap it at all the cash I have available to trade. I, I like I, I I transferred in some today, but there are like daily maxes. So Block max is like five grand, and I had only like ten grand left on the max here. Um, so it's like 16, 16 K. So anyway, guys, if you want like good stable, like I know the team, like I literally, I'm on calls with them. I'm on calls, or I, I ju- they just connect me with Anthony Pompliano, who's a big person in the space. He's also here in Miami. Um, and BlockFi is like very institutional. And that's why I like BlockFi. I know they had that like hiccup. We're gonna address that. They're writing up their response formally um, about like really like they had a marketing program and they released too many too many Bitcoins to the winners. Um, actually a heroic member reached out and said he won and he joined block five because of me. And then he, he got that huge deposit of Bitcoin. So he, he was like kind of funny thanking me, but anyway, is is well within their lost reserves. And it was like, that's more of like a, a tech team problem. So like, I think they need to fix their like prod push to, you know, like, you know, their staging environment to like to like the live environment types of things, but- um, That's super, super not a fun fun challenge, technically speaking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a whole like burgeoning uh, industry in like that whole system, right? It's called DevOps, right? And it's like DevOps as a service, like all these things, like if you wanna invest in some of these stocks, some of them are like really DevOps and DevOps is growing as a support uh, role with just being a developer and it's like right it's just being a star being kind of a a high profile startup anyway we are at 438 likes so almost five grand worth of bitcoin i'll once we hit 500 likes i will uh i'll buy five grand right in front of your eyes okay um cool so you guys okay so but but while we wait for that I, I wrote something up for, Ro- for ROIC members that subscribe to the newsletter, they get everything, they get my favorite stocks, they get like literally everything. Like I throw the kitchen sink for like, like not that much a month, right? Um, and we do private live streams. So after this we'll flip to the private live streams and we cover like people's questions about stocks and I'm gonna try to get through more of them. Um, and then, you know, I have some trades that I really wanna put together. Um, but this is what I wrote today and I'll, I'll just tell you all who are streaming live about the, this, this Bitcoin free fall. To me, and we already talked about how I think long term, this actually just accentuates and uh, highlights the need for a third party sovereign option for sound money. Uh, for my personal portfolio, I'm going to be dollar cost averaging in. But on the personal part of my portfolio, for those of you that don't know me or haven't heard this on my many, many live streams of the last year, I bought my first Bitcoin at 300. I went pretty darn all in at the time as a percentage of my net worth back in 2017, buying from like seven grand all the way up to like 16, 17 grand. And I think I bought one at 18, one Bitcoin at 18 grand. And I was fully committed. And you know, that let's just look at the chart, right? Right? If you kind of like go back here, right? I was buying basically, uh, you know, I, I bought my first one at 300 way back when. And then I started like, oh, well, Bitcoin's a thing again. I, so I did a lot of research, finally started buying it at like eight to 10 grand. And it really shot up. And so I was buying all the way up here. And wow, like how bad did I feel here? Right? So all that to say, um, when we started the channel, I allocated you know, a good amount to the ROIC big board um, at a couple cents.com to, I think it was like a 15%, 10 to, oh no, maybe it was a 10% position uh, when we started the big board at, uh, so for ROIC members to see in August. And obviously that did really well. And so we're still very, very much up on the ROIC big board. But, you know, it's, I would say personally, you can flip back to me. I would say personally, I'm fully allocated, but I'm making content for you. And you know, I'm, I'm actually talking to a lot of my like friends in hedge funds and private equity. And these guys are really smart people. Um, they need some, they even, they need emotional support from me to say, buy the dip.
2: Buy the dip, baby. Buy the dip.
0: They need me to say it to them. Like I'm g-chatting them today, and they're like, "Oh man, it's just painful. It's not even a big part of my portfolio, but it's just like painful to watch. Like they can't handle that volatility." So what I what I want to explain to them, because they missed out on what I what I was able to to or get in on, was, you know, getting in on Bitcoin down here. Like it's like in the moment. It feels so painful when you buy your last Bitcoin at 18 grand and it quickly, promptly goes under 10. You lost more than half your money. It sucked. And I was by myself. I wasn't making content, I didn't have all you guys here. And you know, um, but at the end of the day, when you're looking and the thesis is about the adoption of a viral network with a huge TAM, a huge total addressable market, This is much more like a Silicon Valley VC venture capital style investment. Just remember that. So for those of you that are fully allocated, just sit tight, right? For those of you that have like half of your net worth in it already, I know some people are crazy like that. At one point, I was crazy like that. Uh, Yeah, at a lower net worth, I was crazy like that. Uh, Then you're fully allocated, then just sit tight.
1: You're at 505 likes.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, we're going to buy five. Let me just finish this, okay? Um, Actually, I'll finish it after. Let's just do it. I promise. Once we hit 500, I'm going to buy five grand. Okay. Uh, Let's see. How do I do this? Wait, don't share my screen yet? I just want to make sure I don't, like, show anything. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, You can share my screen. So I want to buy... Can can you guys say... Think if I... uh, Put it in the chat if you think I should buy only Bitcoin or if I should spread it around with Bitcoin and Ethereum. Put it in the chat, please. Guys, and we have two more hurdles. If we get to 1,000 likes, I'll buy another five grand. If we get to 1,500 likes, I'll buy another five grand. <laughs> um, should, should I spread it around? I have to wait. There's a delay here. We need that music. Okay,
1: we've got, uh, you want some music? Uh, we've got a guy saying uh, 65, 35, split, BTC,
0: ETH. Okay, Timothy, I like, I li- okay, Monstret said spread, 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 everybody's saying, no doge, I'm not gonna do doge, I'm sorry, <laughs> 50, 50, I kinda like the 65, 35. 75, 25, I saw 50, 50. Everyone's saying split. Split. 60, 40, 75, 25. Acoustic selection, welcome. Uh, okay. I'm gonna spread it. We're spreading it. Okay. Buy, sell. Okay. You can, you can share my screen. Buy, sell. So if we're going to do, I mean, yeah. Okay. So buy, sell. I'll probably do like what? 3,500 of Bitcoin. Right. Okay. You guys are watching this live. Boom. One time only. Do we have any music? We're still getting a ramped up on our production. I need some, I need some, uh, we,
1: gotta,
0: we gotta stay royalty free. We're we'll Royalty free. <laughs> otherwise they're going to shut us down. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do 3,500, 50, 50, 25, 75. I'm just going to do, I'm going to do 3,500. Uh, I'll do 4,000. No, I'll do 3,500. I mean, yeah, whatever. YOLO. Confirmed by. Boom, done.
2: Buy the dip, baby. Buy the dip.
0: Okay, and then I'm gonna buy Ethereum here. Guys, if you want uh, like a 15, if you want some rewards to sign up for BlockFi and you see all the interest paid for me and I only had like at half of this account, I just leave it there and they pay me interest, then uh, the, my referral link is below if you guys care about that kind of stuff. so. Um, but again, I'm not a pressure guy, 1500. Ethereum, I like it, the future of DeFi. Ready? Boom.
2: The dip, baby Buy the dip
0: so that sound is actually a recording of some of someone that grace uh met at the Bitcoin conference they were hilarious we posted a tiktok about it go
1: check
0: out the tiktok <laughs> tiktok's not doing so well but uh but we pro- we make a lot of great content on tiktok if you guys are on there um, yeah, but guys, and if we get to another, if we get to a thousand, I'll buy another five grand. I have, I have like ten grand here, ready to go. Um, okay, so the market, yes, is in free fall, but you guys, this is, this is me. I'm fully allocated. Uh, I'm fully allocated, and so I don't really like. If I wasn't making content, I wouldn't be buying more because I own a lot, right? Um, well, I own a lot that I, I, I own enough that I want to, because I'm mostly like a stock guy, right? I like owning businesses. Uh, but this is hopefully just a little bit of like, uh, for you just at home, one entertainment, but to like, uh, emotional reassurance that, you know, like I still believe in this thing. So I was kind of in mid rant when we hit 500 likes. So guys, if we get to thousand, I'll buy another 5,000. But this is what I, this is what I wrote. Um, with Bitcoin and crypto, do not think about the frenetic price jumps. Which camera am I looking at by the way? This one? This one? No. That one. That one. Yeah. Hi. I'm getting used to this whole environment. With Bitcoin and crypto, do not think about the frenetic price jumps or relative to previous days and months. Like I said, right? Um, relative to like, right? When you focus on it, you, you pull your hair out when it's relative, right? Okay. Um, as with investing with any fang stock early, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, even Microsoft early, right? That's the whole point of this thing that we call growth early stage investing. The lion's share of gains for people like us that aren't actively nine to five day trading or trading all day and we're not on a Wall Street uh, prop desk is by, ma- by holding for years as that transformative technology gets adopted, it isn't like I did this for a living, yes, like if you do it full time for a living and you beat out everybody and you're like at Citadel, which who I may or may not have worked at, um, yes, like you can have six month views and trade in and out and whatever. But for us here at home, trying to build wealth while having a family, while ha- like playing COD, while enjoying ourselves, the the vast majority of the, the, the gains are just holding it f- for a long time, right? Time in the market, not timing the market. And you have to be right about just a few things here on any of those theses. You have to believe in the product, in the product's adoption and how defensible that product is, right? So for this one specifically, for Bitcoin and or crypto, you have to believe three things in order for this to work out for you, you have to believe that one, the internet and virtual world will coalesce a lot of value around a main native asset, just like the physical world did with gold and to a, you know, after gold, we decoupled the USD and the USD became a reserve asset, right? So just like the physical world did for thousands and thousands of years with gold the virtual internet world will coalesce value around some native asset. Do you believe that? Yes or no? If you do believe that, then you have to believe that Bitcoin is that asset as the first native internet protocol ever to solve the Byzantine generals problem and the double spend problem. And by the way, invented blockchain tech uh, flat out, right? So do you believe that internet and virtual world will coalesce value into a main native asset? Two, do you believe that Bitcoin is that asset, having invented the whole ability to have an asset that is native and uh, immutable on the internet? And three, you have to believe that the internet's value of the internet is worth at least as much as physical gold, which I personally believe in. I'm gonna show you something, like let's look at Finviz, right? Let's just look at Finvis. How much of this net worth has to do with the internet? The virtual world. I know you and I like live in this tangible world, but you're like watching this random dude on the internet, like, like, right? How much time and value do you spend on the internet versus how much time and value do you spend in the real world? Like it's gotta be at least equal, at least as time approaches infinity or to the end of human, humankind, right? The virtual world, like it's like Ready Player One types of stuff. I don't know if you guys saw that movie. It was actually surprisingly good. The marketing of that was really bad. Like I thought it was gonna be a really bad movie. Um, and uh, like how much of this stock market has to do with the internet, right? Has to do with the virtual world, right? It's like this whole block, this whole block. Honestly, a lot of this block. Uh, Apple's part of the block, right? not healthcare, not energy, I mean, maybe a little energy, not real estate, but just look about it. And like all this consumer, like a lot of this is internet, right? And e-commerce isn't even fully penetrated. So you have to believe that the internet reserve asset of coalesced value will be worth as much as gold, which is $10 trillion. So, I mean, just do the math, 21 million Bitcoin, $10 trillion, right? So that's 10 million. I'm just going to divide right. right. Let's see if we can go up to 10. Do you think we can get to 10 trillion here? Millions, billions, trillions divided by 21 million. That's, if you believe those three things, that should be your target price for Bitcoin. Now, because we've said this is a early stage venture investment in a nascent network that may or may not live, we have to probability weight it. So yes, price target, if it, if it is the same as the value of gold is half a million bucks. But what's the chance it gets there? Let's just say it's a 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance it gets there, 50-50 chance it goes to zero. So you risk adjust this price target of half a million and then you get to a, a, a risk-adjusted price target of quarter million dollars per Bitcoin. So that implies, so all you should care about in today's price is what's my upside. So what I care about today's price, and this is through cycles, right? Like this is through a lot of emotional wreck. This is what I've learned. The only thing I care about this price is do I still believe in those three things? That's, those are the only three things that really affect me buying or selling or holding. Do I still believe in those three things that I just explained to you? If I do, the only thing I care about this price is what's my upside. What's my risk adjusted upside, right? So my risk adjusted upside doing that math right here, see, or well divided by two, right? So this is my price risk adjusted price target is eight, eight X upside, to probability weighted, right? So buying in now is just, okay, I'm buying in for an eight times upside. That's the only thing you should care about in today's price. If you still believe those three things, but I will say if the, this is a, a amount of FUD that is, um, well, let's see if we can find a, uh, Where is, this is the FUD, hold on, just Google China Bitcoin so I can show you. This is the China FUD that is, I would say what I explained yesterday, more than just FUD. It's like legitimate. It's the second biggest, possibly even the biggest, but second biggest economy in the world, basically saying we're not allowing our citizens to do this. So if you believe that that kills the honey badger, then you should sell. I don't believe it kills the honey badger and I don't truly believe your downside is is zero. I believe your downside is it's some like, like at the very least world of Warcraft players will trade Bitcoin, right? I don't think the worth of Bitcoin is the downside is zero, but it does kill a lot of near term demand in the market. Personally, I believe like there's a case to be made that it actually accent- or emphasizes the need for a non-China manipulated currency and possibly not uh, a, a non-US Fed manipulated or US Fed and US Treasury manipulated currency too. So that's what you have to ask yourself. How many likes do we have? Am I buying another five grand?
1: 645 right now.
0: Okay, so if we hit a thousand likes then, uh, then I'm gonna buy another five grand right in front of you. Welcome to the new channel.
1: Start liking it up. I wanna see him Hey, buy banana more.
0: bread, you shouldn't feel personally attacked by that wow comment in World of Warcraft because I played World of Warcraft in middle school and I was obsessed. And I even bought like gold from, uh, from, a, f- from a farmer. Um, I feel like Jacob's judging me right now.
1: Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not judging you. I had uh, roommates in college that were obsessed, and I actually don't remember their names. And maybe spoke to them twice in my entire <laughs> life. And it was because of that video game. And I ha- they were my roommates for my entire first year of
0: college. Oh, really? I never oh. actually
1: really met them. They were just in the room playing World of Warcraft.
0: I mean, I just remember right like, like before Bitcoin invented, like immutability on the internet. We were all like we were all just buying credits with a company that could infinitely print them, right? It's like, that's why I never liked NFTs and I still don't really love NFTs other than if you just like the painting because the artists can print as many of those things as they want, right? They, they dictate if it's a one of one or if it's a one of a thousand and right, there are two things that determine price, supply and demand. It's a much, it's much easier to get higher prices when supply is locked or decreasing, which is why BNB coin has a burn mechanism. They they literally buy them back, buy them back and burn them, meaning like they don't they're they don't exist anymore. Um, and so even if demand for NFTs goes up or demand for like a, some artist's NFT goes up. That artist can just print print to oblivion, right? And you see that in this in the art world. Uh, there's like a like there are some really good painters that were just like poor. And they had to just paint to oblivion, and their their paintings aren't worth that much because there's just a lot of them. Um, so there's something to be to be said about scarcity, and yeah. And so all that to say is, I remember buying. World of Warcraft gold in middle school uh, from like these websites where like Chinese farmers would like have these like like uh, I, th- I don't know how they did it. But I think they just had a bunch of people like farming all day long as like their job. And they would like send go- like they would sell gold on the Internet, like World of Warcraft gold. <laughs> and right. World of Warcraft gold it, it is it doesn't have any value because it's not scarce because Blizzard just prints it. But I think so. Anyway, yes, I understand. Bitcoin. I th- agree. Bitcoin is 100% better than gold. For those of you, um, for those of you that are um, are questioning about like why it's better than gold, just think like I would a- honestly go go read like the Bitcoin Standard or whatever. Funny story actually uh, that we we covered in Morning Sense today. SM Taleb. Bitcoin. Uh, so the person that wrote the foreword for the Bitcoin standard, which is a really good book. This, this book. Guys, let's get us to a thousand. I want to buy another five grand of Bitcoin. I'm encouraging you for me to spend money on that other, I otherwise, I'm fully allocated. <laughs>
1: 230 more likes.
0: Okay, 230. Um, okay, so Bitcoin standard. The Decentralized Alternative to Central Banking, right? This is, a, he, this is a good book, go go read it if you're kind of like a beginner. There's a lot of, Digital Gold is a really good book. Crypto Assets by Chris Bernisky is a good one. That one's a little bit, kind of dating itself a bit. Um, yeah, a lot of these are like, uh, love Andreas, like The Internet of Money is really good. They're just c- good reads, if you're like nerdy into that kind of stuff, which I went into like in 2016, 17. Um, he, has had a falling out with the original author, Nassim Taleb, so he's like an essayist and whatever. Um, He seems a little uh, full of himself. He's a self-described flaneur, which is one of these people. Uh, He strolls around and thinks a lot. He like literally self-describes himself that way. Um, He just published, so he wrote the foreword to Bitcoin Standard which was written by, I, I never knew how to say his name, but this is another economist who wrote this one, right? And he had a falling out with him, deleted his medium pros, made his tweets private, and uh, published a paper about how Bitcoin's in a bubble. You see why I don't really trust these academics? It's very ego driven in some, some, some sides of academia. Anyway, I, don't, I, I, I skimmed it and I was like, these are arguments people were making like two cycles ago. It's like, bro, get with the times.
1: Before you move on, there's a very important question in the chat. Someone's wondering what class you were in, uh, there's a couple people asking what class you were in World of
0: Warcraft. Oh, I was a ranger. I had a- uh, Says a lot about you. I had a panther as my pet. I remember, I remember little things like that. <laughs> oh man, I'm really exposing a lot about myself. Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to go stroll around and think about what I just said and be a flaneur like Nassim Taleb. <laughs> Sorry. I get, I get, I get a kick out of people who are like very intellectually like, uh, arrogant and like, don't realize that like people are, everybody's a person and have their own thoughts and stuff. Like I just, that arrogance is, uh, funny. Um, well, okay. So Taleb is not an academic. I'm labeling him as an academic. Uh, and also banana bread. I actually never really got like super super into it. Um, I oh, I'll, I'll talk about nano in a sec. Um, so I yeah I like I never really even got to level sixty. If you guys remember, that was like the original level. Anyway, whatever. People are here. I I got to like level like fifty and then like. I think like my grades started dropping and I grew up in like an Asian household and you can, you guys can imagine what that does to uh, a $10 a month subscription back then. <laughs> um, uh, they want you to talk more, but I, I, before we do that, I'm gonna talk about Nano. So it used to be called Rayblocks and I was in Rayblocks back in the last cycle. And what that actually taught me was better tech doesn't always win. so uh correct me if i'm wrong but my memory if my memory serves me correctly nano which was a rebrand from rayblocks is built on more of like a like a, a transaction by transaction peer-to-peer block lattice um block lattice like uh uh technology and there's another one that was also doing that and it was fearless it was instant and whatever right but it, I lost a lot of money there. I mean, not a lot, but like, you know, it was, I, I just, it was kind of a, a flyer, if you will, I just like took a flyer on it and pretty much lost most of it. Um, there is a escape velocity on viral networks, right? Uh, and in order for a network to really succeed, you have to, you have to get to that escape velocity and get to being relevant. Once you have, once you hit relevancy, you start getting what Silicon Valley's called like network effects, right? Um, But uh, there's no network effect when like, I don't know, 10,000 people around the world buy Rayblocks or Nano. Um, So that's that. Uh, So I don't have any Rayblocks Nano anymore, or I I held it to Nano. I I don't have any Nano anymore. Uh, I also believe that teams build product, which is why like I own some of Ripple, even though it's like centralized. And you know, I believe that teams build products and that's why like I'm really focused on the Ethereum team. Can they get through the proof proof of uh, work to proof of stake Ethereum 2.0 uh, transition over the next year, right? I think the last I heard they're targeting Q1. Uh, and yeah, the Bitcoin is like a decentralized team, whatever taproot you guys can go, like that just got rolled out, I believe. So you guys can, um, I mean like people, there are crypto channels that cover it, like BitBoy and stuff. How long have we been going? I'm not hitting a thousand, so i'm I guess I'm not buying any five five thousand more bitcoin. we're uh forty four minutes
1: in forty four minutes around around that forty five forty four forty five minutes in okay well, Come I on, guess let's get it to a thousand I want to see him buy some more <laughs> There's enough people in
0: here to get the likes to a thousand yeah guys um, okay, cool. Uh, let's see, what, I was about to say something. Yeah, so for those of you asking me about my, my thing on Bitcoin, go rewind this, right? The whole thing is, do you believe three things that I asked you, and are you happy with an 8X upside? And honestly, your probability weightings are different if you're a crypto person. Your probability weightings are like, no, I believe there's a 75% chance that Bitcoin is worth as much as physical gold. So if it's a 75% chance, then your target price should be 400,000 and therefore like 350, 400,000. And therefore buying in at under 30,000, like I don't care if 30,000 goes to 5,000, I'm telling you. It's either zero or mentally should be zero or it's 400,000. And that's like a, whatever it is, like 13X, 14X, maybe 15X upside for you. And that's what you're in it for. And that's how people have diamond hands. People don't have diamond hands by saying riding momentum or like, oh, I scalp trade or whatever, which is like the fine if you want to do it, it's fun, and whatever, I don't have the time for that. I sleep well at night because I literally, in my head I said, this, this thing is going to zero or it's going to half a million. And I'm, I have the cojones and the stomach to see what happens in poker. I would say, I want to see the river, right? Yes. And so if you're selling and you panic sell, then you're selling after the flop, you have like pocket aces and there's no aces on the board and you're like, Oh no. Right. Oh no. Selling. Right. But I've, I have invested in this asset class because I want to see the river. That's why, wh- that's why when people tell you, like smart people tell you like, just forget about it. bury it in the backyard for 10 years. You'll think of me later. I've only been in this space for what? Like five years, really in, in size. Like I know I b- bought my first in like 2014, but like in, in size I've only been in for like five years. I, that's not even like, I'm not even halfway to the holding period that I had set out to hold from. So just learn from me canciones. I don't know how to, uh, I hope I'm saying your name right. Guys, oh, we're like 47 likes away from me buying 5,000 more Bitcoin. Oh, Joshua, yes, so ROIC only poker tournament, like all that stuff will come. We're still clearly building out like everything, but like us being in Miami is, is like a really good flight destination too. I think like meetups, I know we've been talking about it over the last like six months or a year on the Discord for ROIC members. Um, yeah, anyway, guys, so if I'm gonna buy the last, oh, so I bought the first 5,000 uh, today in front of you on the stream on BlockFi. And if you guys wanna sign up for BlockFi and get like reward and stuff, um, link in the description, but no pressure, whatever. And uh, I have 10,000 more here. So I was prepared to buy up to 1,500 likes. So we got seven more likes and I'm gonna buy, okay, it's, I think we'll get there. Seven more people need to like it. Yeah, it's Zach, Barry. he's saying bury, bury my PC. No, <laughs> can you imagine physically bearing your your uh, PC? Um, okay, we hit a thousand likes. Let's let's go. Can we play the play the?
2: Buy the dip, baby. Buy the dip.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna buy five. Uh, oh wait, well you guys want me to spread it, right? So I'm gonna do thirty-five hundred of Bitcoin, right? That's that. So thirty-five hundred. That's. I'm getting point one one four Bitcoin and they're taking a $17.5 fee. Boom, done, success. Boom, okay, now I have 1,500 more. Let's go to Ethereum. Okay, so I have 1,500, boom, Bye. Yeah, and so Boom. Done. Okay. That was like, cool. Anyway, hopefully you had fun about that. So we just bought 5,000 more. Um, uh, the one regret I have from being in this market in 2017 was I went all in all the way up to 18,000 and I had no more money. Well, I, you know, no more responsible amount of money to buy, keep buying. Right. Um, so And again, guys, 80% of my, like, net worth is, or I have more net worth in stocks than I do crypto. I am a hybrid channel, right? Like, there are crypto-oriented channels that are only in crypto. Like, I'm a mega-cap crypto guy. Like, I'm boring to a lot of you. Um, What was I gonna say? Yeah, so I, I just bought the dip, BTFD.
2: Buy the dip, baby. Buy the dip.
0: Uh, yeah. And so it's those of you asking me if I keep my, my, yeah, I have a treasure and I have a ledger. So yes, this is just, this is just like what I have on exchanges. Okay. You don't let's not show that more than we need to. I still feel very uncomfortable, like showing like my account, but. Grace, do you, do you have any
1: Bitcoin? Yeah, Grace, do you have any, any Bitcoin? Any, anything at all? Any cryptocurrencies?
0: I don't have any
1: cryptocurrencies. So when we went to the conference, the Bitcoin conference, that was like my first time, like really learning about, um, cryptocurrencies. So I'm just getting into it a little bit.
0: She's just getting into stocks too. So we'll, we'll get her into everything.
1: I have a, a FOMO amount of Bitcoin that I got, uh, like around the same time that you, like three years ago, when everyone was talk, talking about it in San Francisco and you couldn't escape the news, I, Coinbase. Got a Coinbase account. That's the only one that I even knew of at the time.
0: Yeah, I mean that was basically one of the only ones, right? I remember, I remember like trying to do altcoins through Shapeshift. Do you guys remember Shapeshift? No. Yeah, it was like a, It was supposed to be a DeFi like direct con- shifting. I don't know. You is it, hard to explain. Like you, but now I think they, they even they forced Shapeshift to do KYC. I use Binance.us, but I, I was using Binance and then the US regulations basically are like, no, you need to know your client and all this stuff. And so, and one of the, one of the coins that I really like long-term is uh, if you believe, I, I, I never bought any. Well, I, believe, I like Binance coin too, but if, if you never, if you believe in the growth of NFTs in general, for me, the more conservative kind of investor would, uh, I, I told everybody on one of these streams, um, to buy flow. Where the hell is flow? It probably hasn't done super well, but there it is. But Americans can't buy this thing. But to me, you have a concentrated team, right? So I think we, we told people to buy right here and then pumped and then it was like, whatever. And now we've had a crypto sell-off. But to me, Dapper Labs is signing up all the major brands, for, to build their NFTs on their blockchain. And this is the same company and team behind CryptoKitties. So they've been around for a while, right? And their native currency just got floated in January. And so if you're like an altcoin person that isn't based in the U.S. or is, um, uh, the, everything on here is opinions, not advice, by the way, like just a random dude's opinion um, and for liability reasons. and But for those of you people that Americans that, you know, use a VPN, like I know VPNs exist, so I'm not going to do that. But for those of you that aren't in the U.S. physically or virtually, I think this is a good risk reward. But again, it's like a buried in the backyard. And this one, not only have to believe in all the three things about Bitcoin, you have to believe in two more things. You have to believe that NFTs really do take hold and people really love buying NFTs. Two, you need to believe that like they will keep going to NBA top shop crypto kitties actually you need to believe like four things you, you need to believe that UFC like NFTs become a thing I'm a big MMA fan three you need to believe that like Dapper Labs' currency and team is a, is really good and doesn't have any like hacks and all that stuff right and like four you need to believe that um you need to believe that, like, they will continue to sign up more and more brands, right? Um, and I think, like, on the edge, maybe it's, like, d- if Ethereum switches to Ethereum 2.0, does, does do NFTs start getting built back on ERC-20 coins and, da- and Ethereum coins and Ether on Ethereum network? Or, like, is the trend of going with a dedicated company that's not decentralized, going to continue for the big brands. So, um, anyway, cool guys. So we never got to 1500 and we've hit an hour. So I appreciate you all. Uh, let, let, let's do like, um, let's do, uh, but again, I'm not buying that thing. I'm just, I, this is just an example of you altcoin people that flow in here. Um, oh, I got logged out. Um, Oh, we got a voicemail question, actually. Can we play a voicemail question? Uh, I'm gonna take two voicemail questions for the last five minutes, because we started like five minutes late. Okay, let's do it. Take it Hey,
2: good morning, Justin, Sean here, Leader Sean on your, um, on our ROIC board. Anyways, wanted to just ask the question I posed yesterday, and that is, if I've only got about $25,000 cash, I wanna put this in your head. You you run this scenario. If you had $25,000 cash, would you buy bitcoin or would you buy gbtc um i'm just sort of curious as to how your thinking is on that look forward to uh, your response appreciate all you're doing brother hope you're enjoying down there in florida talk to you later bye-bye
0: um that's an interesting one right like let's just check the the discount on gbtc performance so they're trading uh, at a twenty-seven point seven over thirty-one point two five. Yeah, twelve percent, eleven percent discount. I would probably if because if you're a ROKE member, you you like stocks and you have a brokerage, right? Like I know that about you. I would probably if, if your brokerage offers Bitcoin purchases, I would probably do like a half and half. But if it doesn't, I would probably just buy Grayscale. Because I'm not like a pure crypto, like I do have some in cold storage, I spread everything around. But like, I would, like, if you already have money in a brokerage, that means you're already trusting that that brokerage with custody of your stocks, which probably you have more of than crypto. And so if you've already decided, I'm gonna buy Bitcoin on the dip, or, um, or that I would say probably, I would buy on on uh, I would buy GBTC if you already have it in like a. I'm making some assumptions, but if if you already have it on a brokerage, like you have a 11 percent um, discount to NAV, which is additional upside if they can flip this to an ETF, which I know they already are, like that's what they're doing. Um, it's just going to take time. Secondly, I would say if you only have twenty five thousand. If I wrote in morning sense day for rock members, like it's a dollar cost average strategy, so don't go all in like this, this is what I'm saying, right? You look at the chart and I, I'm not a chartist or whatever, but like you look at the chart, like we still have place, this can fall, right? So what I'm saying is dollar cost average, right? I, I mean, this thing could fall to maybe 15,000, right? You kind of look at, I mean, you look at the last cycle, it pumped. I mean, I like to look at a at log scale. So you look at it in the log scale. Um, this thing went up to 16 and overshot and really normalized around uh, that like 10X what it was, right? And so I personally don't think this bull cycle is over. I think as of networks get adopted and especially monetary networks, uh, not only does price volatility go down, but time volatility goes down. So I think like uh, there's a lot of like really good research out there about how the the cycle time will actually double or triple or quadruple. So instead of like last time it basically spiked and crashed within a year, like it might spike and crash within three years or two years, right? It's a lengthening cycle, but we still have a lot of downside. Um, Last time around you saw peak to peak about 10 X right on the log scale. And you saw it correct all the way back down to maybe three X what the previous peak was. So peak to peak, we haven't even hit peak to peak, right? 10 to a hundred, um, and this could fall all the way down to, if you know, similarly, I think it's a pullback, but maybe not, um, back down to like 10 to 15K, maybe, maybe 15, 20K. Um, but my base case is this, is this is a pullback and a good buying opportunity, in my So we're gonna leave it at that. Thank you so much for making me buy $10,000 of Bitcoin today in front of you. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow on the next stream. We d- we're gonna do this daily for f- four days a week, and so we'll probably talk more stocks tomorrow. But today, dominating the head- headlines, the opportunity probably is Bitcoin. But we're gonna flip it to the Roic only stream. Give us like a few minutes, and uh, yeah, you can fi- if Roic members can go to a couplecents.com, and it's like on the schedule. You can find the link there, and we'll talk about some stocks on the big board and a couple ones that I'm actually looking at and I'll give you the heads up. I I wanna do a deep dive today. So thanks so much. Love you all. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next time. Bye.